Welcome, everyone, to the Synthetic Logic Podcast Live. This is what happens when Mike and Nikos take a (laughs) extended break on a podcast, right? And you guys are like, they're never coming back. They're dead. Um, They're too busy playing Far Cry 6, right? We come back out of the blue with no mercy, right? (laughs) <laughs> and now we're live. We're on Twitch. I think we're streaming to Facebook to someplace yeah. in Russia, yeah. uh, LinkedIn. All LinkedIn. of my coworkers are looking at me right now. Yeah. Uh, my boss and Why human resources. Yeah, they're already writing. I'll get this guy the hell out of here. So luckily I work from home and no one will ever know that I do this. <laughs> so, yeah, guys, welcome to the podcast. Uh, Nikos, how you been, man? Uh, I've been really good, man. Uh, I think since the last time we sat down and recorded, a lot has changed. New job, um, working from home now, so I get a lot more free time as opposed to being at the uh, beck and call of uh, the rich and famous at the <laughs> old hotel that I worked at. So it's a good switch. Uh, I'm happier. My wife probably thinks I'm a lot happier. So um, that ha- that's a win-win. How about yourself? How have you been? Dude, it's, uh, you know, since the year we've talked, it's just been uh, an absolutely insane year, right? Uh, last year was yeah. insane too. I'm um, uh, being the DJ for Freedom Williams of CNC Music Factory. Um, I got the main event, the, uh, or be the, yeah, basically, main event the the headliner right for midwest gaming classic is the the dj uh headed back there at the end of april um just so many amazing things came together um i got to go to your wedding i got to be a part of that like last year was just like this tremendous like you're gonna do this you're gonna do this this is gonna happen this is gonna happen this is gonna happen and a lot of it is just like this huge like culmination of hard work for me so um Mm -hmm. 2021 was freaking awesome um i hope 2022 is yeah even better right so Mm -hmm. it's uh it's been good times and i'm super excited to uh be able to you know keep doing this podcast with you and i'm excited that we've kind of ventured into the the territory of live streaming right um it's something we talked about like during Mm -hmm. the original run and it's like ah, we'll get to it always talked about it yeah now it's like all right let's just let's just do it let's just do it yeah (laughs) (laughs) absolutely i mean like you said, we've always really wanted to do this. So, um, you know, now we have the means to do it. So I'm very excited that we're going to uh, continue forward on this path. I'm very excited. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So taking a look at uh, the sheet here, man, we've got a lot of good content on yeah. this episode. we got some new regulars we're going to be doing on this show. Of course, we have our main topic, which if you followed the uh, announcements on Instagram and Facebook, you know that we're going to be talking about Cobra Kai for our yes. main event, uh, which I'm super excited to talk about before mm-hmm. we get to that, though. Um, some regular features that we're going to start rolling into the podcast here uh, for our live audience and especially for our audio audience, too, yep. uh, is, you know, what are we playing? What are we watching? Uh, we're going to start doing tier lists. And the exciting thing about this, guys, is, yeah, um, obviously, we're now like this visual talk show and visual podcast right Um, but we are not going away from the traditional audio route either right so as you're hearing this we're live we're on twitch tv and whatever other streaming service hasn't canceled us yet Um, (laughs) but we're still going to put this down into a mp3 format that you can listen to via podcast um, and get on your favorite you know feed burner 
Apple iTunes, Spotify, Overcast, uh, you name it, it's going to be on there. So that's the key. We're just trying to branch out and reach all mm-hmm. audiences because I know there are a bunch of you that um, you're still traveling back and forth to work or you're hitting things in the gym or whatever you're doing and you just want to be able to listen and uh, trust us, the words still have their weight. <laughs> uh, just not our sexy faces alone uh, yeah. will entice people to this podcast. It'll certainly help. <laughs> but I think so. Yeah, it'll certainly help. But we're not uh, disincluding everyone here. So no, no. What do we got on the list first, Nikos? Uh, first, I really think we should really dive into what we've been playing. Uh, as far as we go, as far as I'm talking about video game wise, uh, and I really think we should start with our Far Cry Six adventures uh, that we recently <laughs> went on. Uh, if anybody hasn't played yet, Far Cry 6 available on the Xbox or whatever system that you might use. Uh, we use the Xbox, so that's the only system I will talk about. <laughs> um, uh, so we both got Far Cry 6. It had an amazing, an amazing online experience. Uh, it was just a fantastic experience. I don't. What was the total time, Mike, on our total campaign adventure i want to say it was like 55 hours yes we did 55 hours yeah ass kicking yeah i mean um i've always been a fan of the far cry series i go back to the original far cry right and going oh my god that game is beautiful and then oh my Mm -hmm. god there's no way in hell my pc would ever run this uh, so my first like real Far Cry experience on the PC was pretty lackluster because I had everything on low on my little Pentium 4 and you just didn't get that same experience. When it came mm. back, when it came out on the original Xbox, that's when I got into it, right? So we jump ahead. I've played pretty much every game in the series except like Far Cry Primal and Far Cry, the, the expansion game that came out for Far mm. Cry 5. Um, so I've New loved Dawn it. Yeah. Yeah. I bought it, but played like 10 minutes of it. And I was like, eh, just not for me. Uh, but far cry six, man, like it's, it's funny because I was really, really, really hoping that you would pick it up because you were kind of talking about it. Yep. And I was like, I don't want to play this yet because I just want to have a great co-op experience. And then out mm-hmm. of the blue, your, who got it for you? Your mom got it for you for Christmas? Uh, I believe my mother got it for me <laughs> for my Christmas present. Yeah. Yeah. It's super cool. So literally I was like, okay, like I have, I literally have not started this yet because I waited for you. It was yeah. like my Far Cry 6. I waited for you to take my Far Cry 6 virginity and you did yeah. so <laughs> very gloriously. Um, so yeah, man, starting it up, going through that kind of intro tutorial campaign mission and then we get put on a beach together Mm. and we just literally raise holy hell across this entire island like the 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 island is so expansive there's like three or four main figureheads that you got to take out assassinate you do all these like shorter missions but there's these side missions and honestly like um sitting in the car with you like for whatever reason, I did most of the piloting, like the helicopter and like driving and stuff like that. Um, but it was just awesome. Like great example. This is one of my favorite ones is we were in a helicopter and there are all these anti-aircraft guns that are around the area. Mm-hmm. And if you get like close enough to the area, they'll shoot your ass like out of the one air. Shot. Yeah. Um, yeah. So 
literally the alert goes off the helicopter starts exploding <laughs> me and nico's jump out jump. of the helicopter yep. and we parachute down and we can see the anti-aircraft gun and i can hear nico's going on on the side he hits the ground and he's like just ripping soldiers in half right <laughs> and i see the anti-aircraft ter- uh, turret and i'm like you know what I'm just going to, I'm in the air. I can drop a grenade. I'm just going to drop a grenade down, straight down, goes down, hits right next to the turret. Boom, blows it up. I was like, dude, I didn't even have to touch the ground to take that out. You're ripping people apart left and right. There were just so many cool co-op experiences like that. Like what was some of your favorites? Uh, A lot of my favorites uh, centered around the helicopter specifically that we would constantly fly around uh early on in the game you get a helicopter that has um like a machine gun and like a missile attached to it i feel like we got that fairly early on at least maybe halfway yep uh so that was fun watching you rip around and just destroy everything in sight with that but for me it was literally like you said you flying over me parachuting out of the helicopter covertly Behind enemy lines, I would literally like land on the top of the building, snipe everyone. You would literally come down in your helicopter, get out, storm up the front, and just clear out everyone. And we would literally have places cleared out in like a minute, minute and a half. Like that's not even a joke. Like it was so quick, so easy, and it was so fun. Like uh, I had never played a game like that. Like um, the level um early on with the two boats where we had to take out the two boats oh yeah uh, to get off the island that was a fantastic mission going from boat to boat secretly not getting noticed a single time uh between the two of us and uh it was just awesome just kicking ass the entire time was was a blast man so you played the role of like the sniper so seriously like when we sniper smg yeah my was my combo when we were on the ground like i could see someone like off in the distance and i'd be like huh like i would i would spot things right i'd be like oh there's a couple guys here and all of a sudden you would just see him go slump down they went (laughs) i was like oh there's a sniper and then nikos is sniping and i'm like okay well i'm gonna start getting closer to the base so I'm a bow and arrow guy, not in real life. I yeah. probably shoot myself with a bow and arrow, but in the Far Cry <laughs> games, I love the bow and arrow because it's like the yeah. ultimate stealth kill. You know, you get the headshot in, you can take them out. So anyone that was left over that Nikos didn't manage to snipe from the get go, I would take out with a bow and arrow and we would get these uh, no alarm bonuses of like yeah. buildings or, or structures that had like 50 people in it. <laughs> and it's funny that you mentioned that we were like tearing people apart like so quickly and so easily, which we were playing on normal difficulty, folks. We weren't playing on like mm-hmm. easy mode. There were parts of the game that the dialogue would be like, oh, my God, hurry up. There's so many people here. They just keep coming. Come and pick us up. And me and Nikos are like looking around and we're like, like, yeah, we've we've cleared everyone out. Yeah, we, no, we, no one. Yeah, remained. We, we killed everyone like three minutes ago. <laughs> yeah. It was one of the hard, um, they had like a, those co-op side missions. They had those six different co-op yep. missions, whatever I couldn't access. That was frustrating, but we'll, we'll move past that. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was my only complaint probably. Um, but those missions, we got to the final one, like you said, and it was the hardest of them all. The very last mission, you have to like beat the game to unlock it. Like you said, I think the timer on the final boss fight was at like 25%. 
and you said like the, the game's given the audio cues oh no send more people you know we got to get more people you know they're coming at us blah 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 blah, blah. And like you said we'd look around no red dots literally 75 percent would go by we're like all right well, that was easy <laughs> next like, I like the the Supremos, too. That was like a really cool touch in that game. So like you meet this uh, weapons guy that basically just makes he's like, you know, the Far Cry version of Q. So you'll get like a missile launcher on your back um, or you can get like a med pack that'll heal you and everyone else. So you typically EMP, EMP, yeah, yeah, all that good stuff. Yeah, yeah. you typically had the rocket pack, right? So Uh, I had the rocket pack, and then towards the end of the game, I switched to the healing pack because we were starting to go up against like actual people. That yeah, yeah, some major folks. Like I would laugh because anytime we would see a helicopter in the air, I'd start shooting at it, and then all of a sudden, the background you would hear. And you just see your missiles and boom, helicopter goes down. It just helicopter does that down. slow descent to death. <laughs> and I would just laugh. Like I ended up using, um, I called it steroid mode because literally steroid you just mode, inject yeah. yourself with like this mm-hmm. Hulk out drug and I could just run around and start doing like one hit, like knife kills with stuff. I love that. That was mm-hmm. so cool. Um, but what a great game. Even the, you know, the story, the campaign was cool. Um, yeah. uh, one of the, the, main villains of breaking bad was in there i forget uh, the gentleman's name uh but it was gus gus was the character's name mm-hmm. in breaking bad um he plays such like this you know evil piece of crap uh, along with his son yes uh like you said it, it was just a it was such a stark difference from number five like i i when i loaded up far cry five I got that feeling like, okay, this is going to be a special game. Like that intro with the whole cult thing honestly had me like, okay, this is going to be awesome. And then the game fell flat. It kind of, it kind of went into the whole routine of the far cry routine. And and that would probably be the one biggest complaint people who would say, or even watching this, I don't like far cry games because they all kind of are the same setup but with six they took those same elements and they actually improved upon them they they didn't really just you know they weren't content with just how five went they actually you know bumped it up especially with the story uh and all of the co-op you know all the co-op differences between five and six were were amazing like we definitely couldn't have had that experience on five no i mean not with the storyline and not with the amount of stuff we were able to do Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in the amount of customizations and different skills. Like no way, no way. And the crazy thing is folks, like I paid 60 bucks for this game. Right. Mm -hmm. And it was $60 well spent in my mind. The game is going for like 20 bucks right now. Yeah. Which is insane. Which is a a shame. Yeah. 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 You know, that game definitely is worth the 60 dollar price point for sure for sure sure. you know we didn't run into too many bugs either we had some weird stuff happen but nothing that actually like killed our game on us i think when we did have some weirdness happen it was mostly just during um like if they if i we didn't reboot our xbox for a while kind of thing which seems to be yeah consistent across all uh, what is it? Quick restart or quick resume? Quick, the quick resume feature. Yeah. Yeah. Xbox. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't work well. <laughs> no, it, it sucks. Yeah. They just need to remove it. Yep. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I would say overall, if I had to give uh, Far Cry a grade, I would say like nine out of ten. Yeah, absolutely. Nine out of ten like is final. Fair. Yeah. 
recommend yeah, pretty cool even after you finish the game there's like an extra game yeah. bolted on it where like there mm-hmm. people are taking over the island again even though you've just taken it over and it has like weekly challenges the best thing i can compare it to is like the weekly challenges that you experience in the hitman the new hitman trilogy mm-hmm. right you get yep. a random assassination every week so we didn't jump into that because mm-hmm. 55 hours you know we, yeah. we didn't get a paycheck for that one <laughs> 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 we spent our time with it. It's why we're doing this, trying to make up yeah. that money that we didn't make. Exactly. Exactly. But yeah, yeah nine out yeah. of ten for sure. For nine sure. Out of ten. Nine out of ten. Um, so kind of piggyback off of that, just to kind of keep on the games that we are going to be playing. So we had such a good time on Far Cry six that we decided now, and I think it comes in about three days, we decided to dive into Dying Light 2. Now, this was another one of your convincing to me again (laughs) so uh can you explain to the audience what dying light 2 is going to be all about so what are you most looking forward to yeah so dying light 2 has been in development for a long 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 time um so to be completely honest with you i haven't really dived into like what's current about it right i've seen just a couple trailers to be like okay four player co-op zombie pandemic outbreak experience uh you and i played the first one and we played that to completion and we had a great time with it right Uh, especially when there's no light and it's dark and you just really feel that pressure of getting out of there so one of the key things about dying light 2 that they were really trying to put across is the map continuously changes based on actions like morality actions that you do people you save people you don't save Um, So the map actually changes. So, you know, depending on how you do things, it actually has an overall effect on the entire world. Right. So you Mm -hmm. can kind of be a good person and help, you know, save the world and uh, put, you know, villages and other things. Or you can be a complete jerk um, and negatively affect things. Right. Like you can Mm -hmm. almost be like this warlord. So, again, haven't like dived too into what the current state of Dying Light 2 is, if they took some of that out. But based on some of the stuff I saw, the the bones of that are still there. But uh, the other the cool thing about it is it's a parkour-based game. Yes. You can do lots of climbing. Um, I'm a big-ass fan of Titanfall, right? And mm-hmm. this was like taking a version of Titanfall and putting it in like a zombie kind of universe. So super excited about that. What about you? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm excited for the parkour element. Uh, I am really excited that, from my understanding, there aren't weapons, there aren't guns to yeah. be used in this. Like, everything is going to be either a melee weapon or a lot of it's going to be fo- focused, I guess, more so than on the first game on the parkour element, which I'm I'm pumped about. Um, I even like those Mirror's Edge games. Oh, yeah. Um, with the parkour. Uh, so I've been waiting for a game... Uh, like this uh like you said we played the first one that was kind of our first adventures into our little co-op experiences together so that that's pretty cool that we're going to get to play the second one um but like i said the thing i am excited about and i kind of just touched on it is the weapons thing because the first game the weapons were really hit or miss. I feel like they broke easily. Yeah. Uh, they weren't very powerful, like even against like base zombies that I feel like it was kind of like a, I would rather just run away. Mm-hmm. Like, there was no point in picking fights with guns. So I'm interested to see what they do 
without those elements in the game because, I mean, this will be like the first game like that where, you know, I can't just take a pistol out and shoot all the zombies in the head one shot, you know. Right. I'm going to have to be strategic about how I escape. So um, it's going to be good. I'm excited. Yep. Out this Friday. Mm-hmm. So we'll definitely be Friday. checking it out. Got to convince yep. uh, Sean and Rick to pick it up as well. Sean's been on the show before. He uh, yep. We said co-op and he was like, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> 70 hours, 80 hours plus on this one, folks. Guaranteed. That's almost two paychecks. <laughs> yeah, it's only two weeks of work. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll be fine. Yeah. We'll be fine. yeah. <laughs> no holidays to help us out on this one, unfortunately. Yeah. No, exactly. I do have an extra, like a whole bunch of PTO, though, so maybe it's time to cash in. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if, if we push it out like a couple Mondays here, I can uh, use that President's Day holiday that's coming up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> awesome. All right. What do we got next, Nikos? Um, well, I figured if you wanted to, we can debut our new segment, if you'd like, our tier lists. Did we officially decide if we were calling this uh, Tears for Tears? Yes, we did decide that. Um, we need the theme song. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to ASAP. record it. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be horrible. Yes, that, that's why we yeah. should do it. That's why we'll do it. All right. So uh, why don't you give us a quick introduction of what this is, what this is all about. And I will switch us over to the window so folks can see. Sure. Uh, I mean, this isn't anything new. I'm pretty sure this is a pretty well-known thing. So uh, a lot of streamers have been using this uh, tier maker to kind of – just you know, list their favorite TV shows, their favorite anime characters, their favorite Marvel superheroes. And I figure since our podcast is basically all about music, movies, TV, cartoons, all of that entire genre, that this would be a fantastic uh, addition to our uh, our podcast. And I, I think it's really cool. Um, and this first one, since you know me and Mike are huge nerds, we figured we would go with uh, ranking, and this could get you know bloody between us and everyone alive. <laughs> uh, <laughs> our favorite Star Wars TV shows and movies from best to worst. I like it. So we're yes. starting. So uh, for those of you who are listening in a podcast format on the audio, we basically have tiers S, A, B, C, D, F, and haven't seen. Uh, Nikos, are we utilizing all the tiers in this or just specific ones? Uh, we can. We can use all of them. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm down for that. All right. And, and we're doing best to worst, huh? Best to worst. Yep. All right. You so, uh, tell me what to like do. Would you like to go first? Sure, I can start going first. So best, sure. huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how many of these can I actually stick in, like, best? Is there a All limit? Right. So I, I feel like the S tier, if we're going to get serious about it, should probably have one or two only. Okay. I, I would say... If l- you have one that is above yeah. the other one, then yes, make that the S. But if you have two to say, hey, these are tied, yeah. then yeah. I would say two is acceptable. Okay. All right. So uh, right off the bat, then uh, starting with the S tier, I am there. I have two, uh, which is why I asked the question. And I'm going to start in order that they were released in terms of S tier. And I'm going for Rogue One, man. 
Um, to, to give you a little background on Rogue nice. One, you know, obviously The Force Awakens came out, super pumped for that, thought it was great. Um, and kind of in between The Force Awakens and what was it, The Last Jedi, right? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. Last Jedi. Um, we were told that we were going to get our live action dark forces, right? You know, how yep. the rebels got the Death Star plans and all that. Um, and I was really, really interested, initially disappointed because I was like, oh, you know, why can't you just do Kyle Katan from Dark Forces and the Jedi Knight series? Like, all of that's yeah. already established. Um, but then they started announcing like the cast and everything and that this was kind of going to be like a dirty dozen of Star Wars. And uh, I went to the theater, man, and watched this movie and was just absolutely blown away by one, how good it looks like it mm-hmm. just it, it fits nicely in between the the prequel trilogy and A New Hope, because that's where it sits. Right. Yes. Um, but I love the characters. Um, they're funny. They're dark. They're, you know, trying to be good. Some of them just don't care. They've got personal agendas that they're trying to accomplish. But the overall story and how everything fits together in this package is so cool. And there's so many awesome, awesome surprises. Right. Yeah. Um, we essentially get to see as our first um, surprise is we see Grand Moff Tarkin, who mm-hmm. is you know brought back from the dead, essentially. I forget the actor's name, unfortunately, but um, CG'd, looked pretty good. Um, kind of shocking, kind of uncanny valley thing, but super cool because it fits into that context. We get mm-hmm. Darth Vader on Mustafar, which was extremely awesome. awesome. <laughs> um, and then towards the end of the movie, right? Like they hint Vader and you're like, ah, we're never going to see him again. Right. Um, but you know, spoilers, if you haven't seen it, obviously the rebels get the death star plans. Um, and Vader is called onto the scene and there is this corridor shot, right. As the rebels are trying to flee from the planet and get out of there of Vader, just blowing the door open and ripping the rebels ripping. to shreds. Yeah. To me, this is the best representation in live action of how much and how powerful Darth Vader truly was, right? Like Empire, Return of the Jedi, like for the time being, yeah, it was okay. Uh, But this is the first time in my view that we really see the Darth Vader in the cyborg suit kick some ass, Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like a 60 second scene, but that like part alone could make this movie. And then as even more of a surprise, Princess Leia, a CG version of Princess Leia is in this and it looks phenomenal. And literally it literally ends seconds before New Hope starts. Yep. Freaking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. You can pretty much start a New Hope like press play. Yeah. And it just continues right on. Yeah, I'm I agree sure with you. someone's made a super cut of this thing I know of yeah, where yeah. it just goes right oh, into it, goes yeah. right into it, which is awesome. So um, my other S tier list, which uh, to make sure I'm picking the right icon here, it looks like it is uh, surprisingly, I, I guess I shouldn't say surprisingly because it's well loved, but it's the Mandalorian, right? Yeah, um, that is my favorite right after Rogue One, because talk about a star wars entity that captures the true essence of it the universe um Mm -hmm. the storyline the lore like all of that fits together so well and there's been so many great surprises in the series um because it's recent i don't want to get too into the spoilers um but i will say that 
last year, end of season two, uh, you and I shed some tears basically at the end of it because there is a character that, in my view, did not get the proper respects that he should have got um, in the other movies, right? And he was well, well shown in this. For sure. In like a 45 seconds. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. An, an additional amount of uh, of kick-assery. Like, yeah. you could literally play the Darth Vader and this scene, like, back-to-back from Rogue One and be like, oh, this is why I would watch both of these just yes. over and over. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 100%. I mean... I can't wait to show mine because it's going to be basically the same. <laughs> nice. All right. So because we can't put any more in S tier, I'm going to put uh, Empire Strikes Back in mm. A tier. Um, mm. What's not to love about Empire Strikes Back? For whatever reason, this is the one yeah. that resonated the most with me as a kid. Um, I, it was also the one I watched the most. Uh, seeing as how much I hate snow and how cold the Midwest is, I find it very odd just how much I enjoy the Hoth battle. Like, I could yeah. just watch that portion of the movie. Um, I, I thought the snow speeder scene was awesome. That whole, you know, the empires attacking the rebel base. Mm-hmm. Um, and because I love that scene so much, like if a star Wars game comes out and it has Hoth and a snow speeder in it, it's like a must play for me. Yeah. You know, shadows that of the was, empire, uh, rogue, squadron. rogue squadron, empire yeah. strikes back had it to rogue a degree. Squadron. NES, um, empire strikes back super NES. And it was, it was so cool how like it like progressed through the years. Like I've played so many different variations of the, the, the Hoth, uh, mm-hmm. snow speeder scene, but I love that. Um, obviously cloud city is awesome. That confrontation yep. between Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader. And I think it's cool, right? Because, um, the whole basis of Yoda is like, dude, you're not ready to do this. You are yeah. not re- like let whatever's going to happen to your friends happen because there's only so much you're going to be able to do about it anyway. Like, don't go. Um, and Luke's like, you know, whatever, man. And he just goes yeah. anyway. And then screw you, you stupid puppet. Yeah. You know, he he lands in Cloud City and that fear, right? That fear mm-hmm. that he gets when he finally sees Vader and Vader standing up there and he ignites his lightsaber like just chills, man. Like the the silhouettes of Luke and Darth Vader and the color, like that is to me the epitome of like epic sci-fi. Like, I know we're not talking about it, but if we were to put um, Blade Runner, like Mm -hmm. next to other movies, like as far as iconic scenes, Blade Runner and Empire Strikes Back goes hand in hand for me. And there are, I want to say Empire Strikes Back actually came out before Blade Runner. So still lots of practical effects. Yeah, I want to say Empire was like 79, 80, because I know Return Mm -hmm. was 83. Uh, But just an incredible film. Um, Even like ends on like a depressing note, right? Like Luke gets his hand chopped off. Han gets thrown into carbonite. Um, There were so many things you could do with action figures at that point, right? To kind of continue the story or do whatever you want. Like, that was a movie that sold some goddamn toys. (laughs) (laughs) A shit ton of toys. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So what is next? Um, Are we doing kind of singles for stuff or for yeah for if you ABNC. want to if you want to just throw them all up there at the same time however you want to do it if you want to just keep put them up there then talk from the tier down 
Okay. Yeah. Um, well, worst case, yeah. we can always just like bump them up if there's like a lot mm-hmm. left to try to rearrange. So, um, next up, I'm going to go with uh, Force Awakens. Uh, I'm going to yeah. just put that in B for now. We got a lot left. So, um, mm-hmm. I, the, this may go up to A level, but Force Awakens for me, um, obviously, you know, modern effects, new director, new characters, right? Um, and when it finally came out, I was so pumped to see it, man, that was six years ago. That came out six yeah. years ago, six years ago. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I love the characters. I love Ray Finn, right? Poe, like the new cast was cool. I love how they introduced like Han Solo, Chewbacca. Um, all of that was really well done. Um, there's, you know, the, the shocking murdering of Han by his own son. Right. Um, and there's oh. a lot of opportunities here for like, what direction this can go and the appearance Mm -hmm. of Luke at the end, right? Like everyone knew that this was going to be a trilogy. Well, most people knew that this was going to be a new trilogy. Um, So throwing Luke in the end, in my opinion, was like icing on the cake because it set the tone for what we were going to see the next one. And I know so many people were like, that was awful. No, like, no, 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 no. Yeah. Like what? Like, what do you mean? It was awful. Like uh, I, I waited the whole movie to see Luke and it was like, yeah, that was the point of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> and don't worry For- there's another one coming yeah force awakens the whole purpose of that was to set up right it's 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 it's, it's the new hope it's the phantom menace it's the first one in the trilogy like it's gonna be the most nostalgic and the one that feels the most star wars because if they have to start that way i saw that movie i think eight times in the theaters yeah, that's not even an exaggeration. I think I saw it eight times. I saw it in every possible way you could see it: 4DX, uh, yep. 3D, whatever, anything. Absolutely. The biggest screen, smallest screen, best audio didn't matter. I watched it eight eight times. So, <laughs> it, it, you have it in the correct spot. Absolutely. I'll argue that with anyone. Yep. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to throw it in B tier just because we do have a number of them still to go through. Yeah. Um, episode four, New Hope. Um, you got to start somewhere with the series, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it, it's, I wouldn't say it's my my favorite, but it, it's the origin, right? It's like the starting yeah. point of everything. Um, it still holds up, right? And especially now if you pair it with Rogue One, like it's even more of an incredible movie. Um, and it actually really makes you think about like the odds that this farm boy, this, you know, scoundrel Chewbacca, like all of them have, they have like a snowball's chance in hell of getting this done. Like, especially after like the heist that the rebels just pulled off in, um, Rogue One. So, um, you know, it's cool. Um, the, the death star battle that is, of any movies and any of the multiple death stars that appear in these movies, um, th- this one is the best Death Star run. It's the yeah, original. Right. It's uh, the original. Yeah. There's, you know, for it the time when it came out. one tiny up, little flaw. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, but it's, that one is, is my favorite in that regard. Yeah. Um, yeah. What else do we have here? Hmm. What's next? What's next? You know what? I'm going to be brave here and I'm going to throw, I'm going to throw last Jedi in B. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to throw last Jedi in B. You know, I've been so up and down about this movie throughout the years. The first time I watched this movie, I absolutely hated it. Mm -hmm. Um, I was really disappointed with it. Um, 
didn't like the direction they were kind of taking. Um, obviously they kill, oh my God, I, I forgot his name. Um, not the emperor, but the guy before him. Snoke? Snoke, yeah. Um, you know, he kind of comes into the picture um, and then quickly goes away, right? They take him yeah. out and they kind of reveal Ray uh, is really like a nobody, right? Like her parents weren't mm-hmm. anything special. Um, but to me, it has one of my favorite lightsaber battles after uh, Empire Strikes Back. And that is the throne room scene where they are fighting yes. like the Royal Guard with Snoke. Yep. Like mm-hmm. that's really cool, right? And then there's this yep. kind of hinting of, um, you know, Kylo's going to be a good guy, right? And, you know, maybe Ray's going to turn heel. You don't really know. And then, you know, things don't work out and of course yeah kylo Kylo ren is going to be a badass and he's going to do his own thing and you know ray is going to continue to kind of be the good jedi um luke right like by far is probably my biggest complaint of the movie yeah Um, especially in the the beginning right because he just comes off like you know you waited two years to to see Mm -hmm. what the the encounter with luke is going to be right and he is just this miserable old bastard right yeah. um, which yeah. is really really disappointing because they could have did a lot with it in that regard mm-hmm. um however at the end of the movie right um when the rebels are basically screwed and they have nowhere to go uh luke makes an, an appearance right and it's a they short did. and sweet battle uh but it's just this like ultimate epitome of what luke skywalker should have been in the rest of these movies right is i'm all powerful i -hmm. don't even have to be on the planet that you're on to screw with you and you know after kylo ren like demolishes pretty much like uh the planet to the point where the lasers were probably going through on the other side (laughs) and you know luke just kind of brushes it off right and uh you know kyle realizes oh my god he's not really here and he just looks at him and he goes see you around kid like that's the kind of attitude we should have got from luke not this whiny so i gotta knock it down a few points for that um and the whole Mm -hmm. canto blight or whatever it was called that you know uh side story with rose and and finn was a waste of 35 minutes um, but for the most part, I still found myself like enjoying that movie and that's why I'm actually throwing it into that B rank. Yeah, that's, yeah, I'll disagree with you on that one. That one's lower on my list, I nice. believe. Nice. Uh, yeah, when we get to that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to throw one more in C. Sure. Uh, where is it? Ah, uh, well, there's technically two of them, but we'll, we'll figure it out. Um, the Clone Wars animated series is a, a, a B on my list, right? Not the original release they did that kind of had the cell shaded art that they did. Um, I'm talking about the Clone Wars that had the original run on Cartoon Network. It was like seven, eight seasons, right? Um, when I started getting back into Star Wars again, I completely missed it. It was canceled at that point. Um, and I bought it cheap on DVD at the time and I, after the first few episodes, was just absolutely glued to the characters and the storyline. And it is so, so, so much better than the prequel movies, right? Yeah. Um, but 
because the Clone Wars animated series is so goddamn good, it actually makes the movies, with the exception of one, very <laughs> digestible and easier yeah. to watch because you can take the sentiments that the characters said in the animated series and apply it to yeah. to what you're seeing there. Um, so it, it helps make those movies slightly better. Uh, but overall, I thought the series was cool. A lot of great twists. Um, and it led the way to really um, a lot of great stuff that you would see happen in uh, like The Mandalorian and, and other side spinoffs, basically. Um, it was really great actually seeing that those animated series were popular enough to be like, okay, these live action characters or these animated characters, let's bring yeah. them into live action. Like Ahsoka Tano, come on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my wife, Courtney, who, who's watching this, I'm assuming, uh, I hope, <laughs> uh, she showed me the Clone Wars um, cartoons uh, for the first time. I had never seen them. Uh, we watched the movie, I think, twice now and a uh, couple of the first episodes. We always watch them at like the most inopportune time. I feel like when we're going to bed or I'm falling asleep. <laughs> so I always end up falling asleep. So I think she thinks I don't like it, but I do. I really do think it's interesting. And she made the point as well that you really take the characters, flaws, all their good stuff, everything that happened to them, and you apply it to the character in the movie. And it makes you care more about Anakin like uh, she explains it to me like you watch Anakin in the show and then when he turns it hurts even more thinking back on the show and all the good things that he did and how really good Anakin was uh, so I'm excited to watch it so I, I that's pretty high up on my list and I haven't even watched the whole thing yet yeah totally totally worth watching I mean I, again um, sets the tone for making the prequels better. It sets the tone for the origin of stories of a lot of characters you see in the Mandalorian um, and basically got followed up by rebels, right? Mm -hmm. um, which, you know, took a lot of that lore um, and expanded things from there, which, you know, I, I guess uh, since we're getting into C tier, I am going to put rebels in C tier, which uh, that's a beloved animated show by a lot of people. I've watched every season except the last season. I don't know mm -hmm. why I fell off. Um, it had some really interesting points, some return of a lot of characters from the Clone Wars animated series, as well as the the live action movies, because it's still it's set in between, if I remember correctly, um, uh, Clone Wars. And I think it's actually after Clone Wars, uh, Revenge of the Sith. It's mm -hmm. Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. So it's kind of in that timeline, right, right before Rogue One, if I remember correctly, kind of in that period. Um, it's OK. Um, it, it's I mean, the animated series Clone Wars was pointed at kids. But for whatever reason, this one feels like it's pointed at kids a little bit more. Um, but they do get into some serious stuff um, and you do see Darth Vader. Right. There's some cool encounters there. Uh, but for whatever cool. reason, the final season just didn't interest me, which um, I need to get back to and watch. It'll probably go higher up on my list. Because a lot of the stuff that happens in the last season of Rebels um, is probably going to play a big factor into the Mandalorian TV show, as cool. well as the Ahsoka Tano uh, TV show that I, I think they confirmed that. Yes, yeah. that's happening. Yep. Yep. Um, that one's in my haven't seen. Yep. Yep. Uh, what else do we have for C here? We're getting down to it. Um, I am going to go ahead and shockingly, this is going to shock a lot of people because I know this is a favorite. I'm putting Return of the Jedi in C. 
Return of the Jedi. Um, Stop the podcast. (laughs) Hey, at least I didn't put the prequels before. That's true. Thank you. Uh, Yeah. Um, We would add some tough language. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Return of the Jedi, man. Um, after my my love for Empire Strikes Back and what made it cool and seeing a new hope after that, right? And I'm like, okay, this is pretty cool as well. Um, I, you know, you can almost say it about The Force Awakens as well, uh, but they really, really, really played it safe with Return of the Jedi where they're like, mm-hmm. okay, here's the Emperor, Luke's a Jedi now. Uh, we're back on Tatooine. Here's a Death Star. Let's throw some fuzzy creatures in. Uh, let's go back to Dagobah real quick. Let's watch Yoda die. Um, I don't know. Uh, like, it's not an awful movie by any stretch of the yeah. imagination. Um, but um, it's just not something that is, like, super, super um, appealing to me, especially in today's field of different Star Wars movies that you can watch. Um, Even I think back to the trilogy collection, right? The original trilogy collection and Mm -hmm. New Hope and Empire got played way more than Return of the Jedi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I I just think that's a, I don't know if it's a age thing, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. The Ewoks and all that nonsense. Could be. It could be. Like, even yeah, yeah. even as a little kid, that, like, the Ewoks never appealed to me. Like, I wanted to drop mm. kick them even when I was, like, yeah, yeah. two, three years old. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot more. I don't want to say there's a lot more goofy elements. I don't know if that's the right word. But there's a lot more goofy things going on in Return of the Jedi as opposed to uh, Empire. Especially coming off of Empire Strikes Back. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. So, uh but, I'll, I'll kind of accelerate a little faster on these because sure. otherwise this will make a this will be its own show here. Own episode. Yeah. So I'm going to throw um, the Rise of Skywalker. I think that's Rise of Skywalker in there. Is it? I can't tell if Rise of Skywalker and the other one. I can't tell the difference in the posters. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to just say Rise of Skywalker for me is a C. Um, again, played it safe on a lot of stuff. Oh my God, the Emperor's back. Um, introduced him in Fortnite of all fucking things. Um, yeah. Which, which kind that of. That was just a, yeah. a brutal attempt to fix the second one, to fix The Last Jedi. See, for me, I, I think if they would have left Ryan Johnson or a new director take over as mm-hmm. opposed to J.J. Abrams, I don't think we'd have such this like massive disconnect between the yeah. two films, right? Um, but I really, really think like J.J. Abrams was like, ooh, like, no, Ray's parents is this. The Emperor's back. Uh, we got to do some sort of Death Star thing again. And mm-hmm. OK, we got to fix this, this, this and this. Right. Again, there's some cool parts in it. It's great with them, like, you know, flashing images of Ray yep. becoming evil and stuff like that. Um, but ultimately, um, I thought it just kind of fell flat for like a, the final movie in that new trilogy that uh, it just didn't have the real excitement for me. And again, um, just like return of the Jedi just kind of felt way, way too much of a rehash. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's what JJ Abrams did with the seven and nine. He basically made them the same movies as four and six, essentially. Yep. Yep. Uh, one more in C and I'm going to give that to solo. Um, a solo I thought was a great movie. I thought it touched on all the star Wars lore. I thought it was fun. I thought the actor that played Han Solo was 
great. He he got the nuances of him. Uh, same guy that played Lando. I think the issue with this movie, and I, I think, you know, looking at the current state of Star Wars now, had they done Solo as a Disney Plus TV show, multiple episodes, right? Mm -hmm. This thing would have done just as well as The Mandalorian, in my yes. opinion. Um, yeah. It didn't. They they made it a two hour film, um, and even though it had some really cool stuff, the the general populace just kind of crapped all over it, which Crap, is un yeah. unfortunate because uh, it's yeah. a good origin story. It's fun. It touches on Star Wars, uh, but you know, compared to a lot of other stuff, um, you know, not as high on the list, but certainly watchable for sure. Absolutely. Um, okay, uh, I'm going to put the uh, Clone Wars animated movie in haven't seen because I actually, now that I think about it, I've only seen, because there, isn't there three parts to that? It's like an hour and a half, hour and 40 minutes. It's okay. a good. I gotta, I gotta finally watch that. I've only seen bits and pieces, so I gotta watch that. So I'm going to put that in the haven't seen. Um, I am assuming I have no idea what this is, but, um, we are going to call it now the book of Boba Fett. Um, I'm going <laughs> to okay. put that and haven't yeah, seen use that as book of Boba Fett. Yeah. And, uh, apart from that, uh, the prequel trilogy, um, definitely, definitely going to put, um, revenge of the Sith in D right. I think that's the yeah. most. That's the best enjoyable thing. out of the prequels right you know you finally get darth vader you get the turn you get the epic battle on mustafar um you know still not great right but the clone war series really helps bring that stuff back yeah um putting in f the the second movie the clone wars right god attack of the clones yeah attack of the clones attack of the clones um just from a dialogue perspective um dear god Right. <laughs> um, what were they thinking? And from an effects standpoint, like you could just tell that Lucas was like, let's affect the crap out of this thing. Forget yeah, about the story. He's, right. He cannot act. So we are, we are, we are really screwed. Yeah. It's just so much bad to it, but above and beyond the high and not high, but low scoring Star Wars films is Star Wars episode one, the Phantom Menace. I really, 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 really tried to like this thing. Um, I worked at a video store when it came out on VHS. I peddled it to many children because we had a special to, to, you know, after it was rented for two weeks, we were selling copies for 15 bucks. Kids loved it. Um, but you know, mm -hmm. as a, teenager the toys and, were cool yeah yeah for, for me though it was just no like could not get into <laughs> it um darth maul cool as hell though love the darth that is a really a good lightsaber battle on that 20 minutes yeah everything else can kind of go to hell and uh, there's a great <laughs> super cut out of that movie that is the version you should watch uh because it literally skips about 80 percent of uh, the movie so it's about 25 minutes long. Yeah. Like literally the supercut is um, Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan get on the Trade Federation ship. And somehow, if I recall correctly, they take those scenes and like cohesively splice together the battle with Darth Maul and make it work somehow. It's incredible. <laughs> that's it's, awesome. It's, it's, it's really, really great. Um, so, yeah, that is uh, that's my list. Nice. Uh, I sent you my list 
So if you'd like to bring it up on the screen. Let's see. Well, let me do that. Let me find the chat. I don't know if you, don't know if you can do that, but. It's going to be very similar to yours. <laughs> <laughs> Not much difference. So uh, you're, you're definitely right on that. Uh, so I have it up here. So um, okay. uh, go ahead and, and take it away. So we can see it? Everyone can see it? Yep. Okay. So I will start with my S tier, God tier, uh, whatever you want to call it. Uh, number one for me, Mandalorian. Never have I been invested in a television show. It's probably my top two favorite television shows of all time. Uh, it's my favorite Star Wars property uh, between Mando and Grogu and Baby Yoda and just the whole. It's just like a, I don't know, it's it's like a western and it's it's awesome. I don't know. John Favreau is an amazing human being, and I will follow that man to the ends of the earth. Uh, for the Mandalorian. So that one's going to be number one. Nice. Nice. Uh, I also threw up into the uh, S tier Rogue One, just like you. Uh, I know a lot of people, for some reason, don't like Rogue One. I see a lot of people's lists, and Rogue One always falls like towards the bottom. I don't strange. understand why. Um, because literally it's for a standalone movie, I may had never been so invested in a story where I knew what the outcome was going to be. <laughs> like, I know they're all about to die on this planet. Right. I get it. I know the end of the movie. Like, I, I, I can, like, you, you shouldn't be able to fall in love with characters in that short amount of time. And every single character as you know, all the rounds being blown up. I was like crying, like legitimately like, wow. Like those two movies are in the S tier because I actually shed tears for them. And I feel like that has to be the highest like compliment to a movie for me. If it can make me cry, that's, you know, touching a lot of emotion. Yep. I agree. So, uh, I think we agreed on those two. Yep. Uh, I'll go with my A tier. Uh, I'm also going to throw Empire Strikes Back in there because it's it's the best of the original trilogy. Yep. Let's just be honest. Uh, <laughs> I, you already touched on it. I, I don't really think I need to uh, touch on it anymore. It's it's fantastic. Like you said, it ends in such a, uh, a sad note. Uh, like you said, Han's being shuttled away. Luke lost his hand. It all seems doom and gloom. And uh, for a movie to end like that is awesome. Like yep. never does it does a movie end in that fashion. Uh, so that's why I'll keep that in my A tier. Now my B tier is where I, I, I shoved a lot of the movies <laughs> into. Uh, I feel like there's a lot of really good like mid tier Star Wars movies. And I'll list them uh, just to save a little bit of time. Uh, I put in there uh, A New Hope. Uh, like you said, it's the first one. Um, it's where we get to introduce all these iconic characters that still live on 50 years later. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, second, I have Return of the Jedi in there as well. Uh, Solo, I put in the B. I think you had it in the Cs. Yeah. Uh, I actually saw Solo for the first time. I think I was flying home from, it might have been, uh, 
the f- all in when I or all out, all out, all, all, in. all in. Yeah. All in. Yep. So I watched it on the plane ride home and I remember everyone was saying, oh, this movie was terrible. It's not good. You know, it was getting crapped on pretty much everywhere you could see. I enjoyed the hell out of it. Like you said, you couldn't have made a better point. This show is a TV show, yep. and it's set with multiple uh, episodes. Like, could you imagine? Uh, was it Donald Glover yep. playing Lando Calrissian throughout an entire series? is is awesome. We he barely got to sink his teeth into that character yeah. in that movie, yep. and he that was probably one of the better parts. Yep, for sure. Uh, I also put in B. Uh, Clone Wars and the Clone Wars movies. My wife has got me really digging these. Uh, I really do think if I do sit down and dive into this Clone Wars, that this will probably end up in probably the A tier. Uh, I trust my wife's word on that. So I'm excited (laughs) for the... uh, I'm excited to get emotionally invested in uh, Anakin's character because uh, it's kind of hard to do in the first three movies yep uh then i kind of dropped down to the c where it's eh, like a meh category i'll watch these it was the phantom menace that movie came out when i was 12 so that hit me like perfect okay that was the perfect age for that movie when it came out yep 1999 the video game on the 64 the pod racing game like oh yeah that, that hit me like square in the face so i like that movie I go back and I watch it now and I'm like, okay, yeah, never mind. This movie was okay. And the more you go back and watch it, the more you kind of get upset that, uh, that battle with Darth Maul ends with Darth Maul dying and never being seen again until Mandalorian was a Mandalorian. Yeah. Solo. It was a solo. Yeah. Solo. Yep. Um, so that's interesting to see if they go back into that, where that goes. Uh, I also put in the C category, uh, I believe it is uh, Return of the Sith, right? Yes, it's got to be, because I see yeah, Vader Return in there, yep. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's up there only because of the final lightsaber battle. I remember being in the movie theater and absolutely enthralled by that final lightsaber battle. It felt like it went on forever, uh, and it really saves that movie. Um just because coming off of attack the clones was so such like a, I didn't like that. I didn't like his acting. So like it was, it was so hard to get invested into the character. That's why I'm, I'm going to keep saying it. I'm going to go back, watch clone wars and get excited about the <laughs> trilogies. <laughs> uh, and D category here. I think that's return or rise of the Skywalker. Yep. Uh, JJ Abrams did the best that he could. Uh, with what he had, in my opinion, it's like a fan service for just straight up for the fans. Yeah, it's like a, you know, that's pretty much all that movie was for me. Uh, and the F category, I have Damn. Last Jedi. Wow. Okay, so that's a, that's the big turn. <laughs> I hated every second of this movie. Wow. I I watched it in the theaters. I have not watched it since. So only one of these movies I've watched a single time. I've gone back and I've watched Rise of Skywalker. Everything here I've seen at least twice. I've watched Solo twice, Rogue One multiple times. Yeah, man, I, I don't know if I'll ever go back and watch this one unless I'm doing like a trilogy run. Like I 
it just wasn't good. See, that's it, how I'm like with I uh, love Skywalker. Force Awakens. And yeah. This movie just shits on that movie, and I hate that. Yeah. So badly, like he just did everything, like took all these great things that could have been from Force Awakens, and then just drops the ball mm-hmm. horribly, so badly that they had to literally go back to the guy from the first one. So. <laughs> I mean, you know. So would you watch the Ryan Johnson trilogy if it still happens? Because supposedly that's the thing, right? It, I know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm a Star Wars fan. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll watch it. Yeah. Am I going to enjoy it? I hope, I know, maybe he had awesome plans for a third run. I think he was supposed to direct Rise of Skywalker too. was he not? I don't know. I thought it was all slated for uh, each person to have a different uh, oh, movie. Okay. Well, I mean, if he makes a trilogy, so be it. I'll watch it. Hopefully it's better than that movie. Uh, Then, like you said, I have an F, Attack of the Clones. That movie put me to sleep. I remember (laughs) falling asleep in the movie theater when I was like 14, 15, whenever it came out in the theaters. The rolling Uh, around in the flower field didn't do it for you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just the whole, all of it. It's just weird. It's it's not good. There's no way George Lucas could have thought that was like good when it was happening. Yep. Yep. You know? Uh so then I haven't seen I'm going to put that as the uh, book of Boba Fett. Yep. I'm not liking what I'm hearing. So I'm going to wait from uh until when it's finished to binge it. Yeah. And then I put the Star Wars Rebels here. I haven't watched that either. But yeah. since you say it is going to be important to Mandalorian, I may have to go back and watch it. Yeah. I mean, honestly, the Clone Wars animated series is very important, too. Because uh, So you haven't watched all of Clone Wars animated yet? Not all. No. Okay. So there's some there's some details you're going to pick up that you're going to be like, oh, and you're going to relate it to some of the movies that came out, too. So you'll enjoy cool. it. Nice. I'm excited. Excellent. Well, this is cool. I love doing the tier list thing. Yeah, yeah, that's fun. It's a good time. It's something simple, easy, you know. Yep. And we can let people in the chat rage. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yep. All right. Well, we are back to our main overlay, folks. Um, I have not been looking to see if people are chatting with us. Um, I, it says here we've got a couple people watching, but I am not seeing anything... Uh, at least on the chat. Oh, wait a minute. There is a fancy. Aha! There is a chat in here. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Enjoy the stream. So many hours of Far Cry 6. So yeah, we got a couple people in here. Me, I think. Yep. And, and we got some people watching too. So that's cool. <laughs> we appreciate it. Absolutely. 600 hours. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right. Well, do you want to take a quick uh, five-minute break, Nikos, yep. before we jump into our it's, – it's almost main event time, right? Absolutely. It is time for the main event. It's time. It's time. It's Cobra Kai time. Time. <laughs> right after the break. We'll be back, folks. Stand by. Kaboom! Hey, it's me, everybody, Tim Kittrow. Voice of some of your favorite video games like NBA Jam, Mutant Football League, NFL Blitz. Hey, I could go on and on, but I'm not here to talk about me. I'm here to talk to you about a magazine that talks about me. That's right. It's called Old School Gamer. Old School Gamer is the magazine for gamers. It covers arcade and retro gaming. Hey, it gives you gaming history and in-depth interviews with people like me who are there. Hey, I'm still here. And it lets you know what conventions are happening and when. You have time to take your butt off that couch, put a clean t-shirt on, and get to the show. 
plus a whole lot more. Issues come out once every other month, plus a website full of even more razzle-dazzle. And it's all for just 30 bucks a year. So visit OldSchoolGamer.com and subscribe now. Whoa, boom All right, we are back, and Nikos' yeah. video has moved, which is a strange Skype thing that we still haven't figured out yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's bouncing all over the place. Yeah, it's uh, part of the fun, folks, so we'll just uh, make a, a quick little adjustment there. Look at that. We got it to work. I'll, I'll have to look at the bugs and see why that stuff does that. This doesn't make much sense to me. But it is now time to talk about our main event tonight. And Absolutely. that is Cobra Kai. Yes. Which, uh, for those of you who are not familiar with Cobra Kai, it uh, originally started as a YouTube red YouTube yes. Red. YouTube Red show. Yeah. Uh, that, you know, you could pay for YouTube and they had exclusive shows on it. It was really cool. Binge watched the heck out of it. Um, and eventually it gained enough steam, I think, at season two that it actually popped up on Netflix and has been very mm -hmm. active since then. But if you're asking, okay, I still don't understand what Cobra Kai is. Well, it is the spiritual, well, not even spiritual. It really is a direct sequel. Direct sequel, yeah. To the Karate Kid movies uh, yeah. from the 1980s. 84. Yeah, and I, I think uh, even part three was like 85, 86, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, the only one that was in the 90s was the next Karate Kid. Yeah, which uh, you have an important note here that says uh, we won't talk about that because the next Karate Kid sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I never would put that so, down in writing. Exactly. Exactly. So uh, talking about the original Karate Kid trilogy, uh, you got to know on here, memories from childhood. So, Nikos, what is your memories of uh, the original Karate Kid trilogy as a kid? Uh, so, I mean, this movie came out in 1984. I was born in 1987, so I wasn't born yet when this was released. <laughs> Heck, I wasn't even born when the second one was released in 1986. So obviously I never got to see The Karate Kid until probably I was maybe seven or eight years old. Uh, my earliest memory of watching The Karate Kid would be sitting in the living room uh, and it was always on WGN network. Do you remember that? Yep. It was always on WGN and it was always on, uh, right after the Cubs game. So it would come on on WGN a lot of times after, like I said, the Chicago Cubs game. So I would sit there and I'd watch it and I've seen the first karate kid probably a hundred times. Mm -hmm. Uh, I still probably can't sit here and tell you exactly everything that happens because it's been i have not watched it in in a, in a little while now um but i would say that some of my favorite memories just growing up is that karate kid has kind of always stayed in our our lives it really never has gone away uh so much so that even today uh football players when they're scoring touchdowns are literally celebrating doing the uh the kick yeah so i mean like that's her celebration i mean that's how far back you know this goes so it, it just if the first one it just really hits home for me yeah yeah yep. absolutely absolutely 
Uh, God, seeing the first one probably on HBO or Showtime in a repeat. Like I probably didn't see it until like 86, 87. Uh, but you know, being, being a big, uh, martial arts junkie because my dad was a martial artist, right? Like it just fit into things. Um, love the first, you know, first one, second one, third one's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, funny enough, I always associated the original, um, double dragon on the NES, as being the karate kid for some strange reason (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i love those movies um soundtrack was great right and it was the it's Mm -hmm. it's so 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 80s yeah Um, you gotta love it for sure absolutely all right so uh favorite movie favorite movie of the trilogy yeah, this is where I talk about my favorite movie of the trilogy because the next Karate Kid sucked. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I'm just going to sound like a broken record here, but I would honestly put these movies in the order that they appeared. I would literally go one, two, three, four if I had to list them from best. To that makes worst. sense. Uh, Karate Kid 2 is great. Karate Kid 3 kind of falls off a little bit. Uh, although we'll talk about it here in a minute. The villain from karate kid three probably has made my favorite splash in this new show. So it's kind of like a full circle kind of thing. Yep. It's pretty cool. Yep. yep. But I would say that's probably my favorite. Just the, just the original 1984 classic. Yeah, I would say so too. Um, you know, the second one's cool. They go to Japan and he kind of learns more of Mr. Miyagi's roots and stuff, mm-hmm. but it felt like such a departure. And then three, I do like three. Um, but Terry Silver should have been like the main, main antagonist because uh, Mike Barnes was, I don't know, he's, he seemed like yeah. such like an afterthought that they just yeah, kind of threw was. in there. You know, yeah. so uh, yeah, Terry Silver though, perfect. Absolutely. Perfect. Yeah, absolutely perfect. <laughs> Couldn't agree more. So we got some interesting uh, notes here on the Karate Kid TV series, and I see Nikos did a little bit more research on this. Yeah, because uh, you got me excited about this <laughs> television show that I didn't even know existed. So it's fantastic. Back in 1989, um, I uh, was able to have the joyous occasion of watching the pilot episode of the Karate Kid animated series on NBC. And according to this, uh, originally had a 65-episode run scheduled, but it was scrapped, so we only got 13 episodes. That didn't stop NBC from playing it for like three years straight, I'm pretty sure, of just repeat after repeat. It was back-to-back with uh, Captain N. So this was back when NBC actually had Saturday morning cartoons, and then... Um, it was they, part of the Saturday morning block. Yep. And then eventually they'd hit to, to kind of the more teen stuff with new episodes mm-hmm. of Saved by the Bell and all that. So really good memories for me here. Um, hilarious theme song, though. The theme song is catchy as hell. Uh, we should have we should drop that into the episode at some point. Um, but my favorite memory that I can think of, like they're, they're chasing after the shrine. But the opening to one episode is just um daniel and mr miyagi like in the woods and mr Miyagi's like oh well we need to start a fire so literally he just starts karate chopping like forest trees and they start (laughs) falling down it's hilarious it's um so over embellished like it's karate kid meets gi joe Um, that's awesome but uh we found the whole series on youtube because no one cares about this thing no one is doing copyright claims so 
We we should do a watch along of one episode. That yeah, would be hilarious. I, I, I didn't even know this existed yeah. until you said something to me the other day. So I had to dive into it. <laughs> I, I thought it was pretty hilarious that it originally had a sixty five episode run and they even were like yeah, let's you know, cut that in about twenty percent. Yeah. Yeah, at least Captain N got a couple seasons. I'm happy about yeah. that. Yeah, so <laughs> I mean, it was fantastic. The theme song is outrageous. Uh and I guess the um executive producers and the co creator of um Cobra Kai were asked, you know, like does the sh- where does it fall into the Karate Kid universe? And I guess there's a small Easter egg in a season three like flashback to this show. And it's like very minimal. I'll have to go see if I can find it. I'll post it. Hmm. If I can find it. Uh, but there's supposed to be some one little secret Easter egg. But those people are like, yeah, we don't include that show in canon. Yeah, it, for, for it various reasons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I thought that was absolutely entertaining. That's awesome. Well, that's yeah. awesome. Well, now it's time to talk about Cobra Kai itself. Yeah. So, Nikos, uh, we, we kind of gave it a, a loose intro at the beginning, but for those who have not seen it, uh, why should you watch Cobra Kai? Why should you get into the first season of Cobra Kai? And why has it been so successful that it's lasted for four seasons and more? Uh, I, I really think the show came at like the perfect time and it's just like a working theory of mine that I have currently with all of the craziness that's going around in the world with the pandemic and you know even 2018 and 2019 were a little rocky uh people love nostalgia and when it's done correctly it can be amazing and if you would have told me like, Hey, they're coming out with a show Cobra Kai. It's about, you know, you know what it's about. I'd have been maybe been like, like, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I would like that. And it hits on all of the right things that it needs to hit on. Like I said, it hits on all of the nostalgia factors. It brings back all of the characters. The first season catches you up right away with all of the main characters. Starts yep. you off with Johnny Lawrence. Uh, it goes to all of them. It, it hits all of the different characters, kind of catches you up very quickly, and then it dives into its main story, which we'll kind of go to here in a second. Um, but the thing, uh, like I said, the reason I think it's successful is just it it doesn't insult the original material. And I appreciate yeah. that. It doesn't make light of it. It, it includes it with flashbacks uh, because of, of the kids watching this show probably maybe have never seen the karate kid. And if they have, they've seen it one time. So to throw all the little flashbacks, um, be very detail oriented about the past and not kind of just forgetting about it. It makes the show really, really uh, easy and enjoyable to watch, especially if you're already a fan of the karate kid, which yep. is cool. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. The, the, respect they pay to those original characters is huge and i uh, yeah. the cool thing about the flashbacks is right um especially in cobra kai like the, the season one especially the focus is not what daniel uh, larusso is right um mm-hmm. his direct continuation it's about johnny lawrence it's johnny about lawrence. The, the kid yep. that lost the tournament at the end of karate kid one and had his uh sensei kick his ass in the beginning of uh number two number two so you really see things from his perspective during these flashbacks, right? Like Miguel, who's kind of like the the new 
Daniel Reluso in the first season. Mm-hmm. Like he's picked on, he's bullied, right? Um, you know, Johnny Lawrence kind of tells him, like, you know, Daniel Larusso is the bully. Like he started all of this, right? Like um, yeah. he hit on my girlfriend. Like he he screwed around with me, like during prom or the dance. Like all the yep. stuff. Uh, he uh, kicked my boombox. Like all sorts of stuff, right? Um, and then it goes even further. Like you really learn like why Johnny got into Cobra Kai and that um, his father left him, right? Like him and his mm-hmm. mom and his mom remarried this rich guy that rich could, old man. Yeah. That could give a crap about. Yeah. It was a real piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah. So you really started to feel bad for this character yeah. that for 30 years beforehand, mm-hmm. right? You were like that. The kid was just a jerk, mm-hmm. right? You didn't feel any bit of sympathy for him whatsoever. Nope. And now you do. Um, And and that's kind of the, to me, what the most interesting part of this series is, is, of course, you know, paying that homage to the original movies. Um, But just how quickly, like, the dynamic of a person can change. Um, Yeah. If you actually, like, sit and listen to their story and their background and why they do what they do. Um, Because the, the good guys and the bad guys in this series, like down to the new cast of kids, like almost every season they, they change sides, right? Like whether they're good or bad. And that sounds really, really weird if you haven't watched it in the context of the show. Um, But it's true, right? Like um, season four, you really see that um, with Daniel's kids, right? Where you're like, man, you know, maybe Johnny Lawrence was right. Blue Rosas are a bunch of bullies. Yeah. And they just happen to get martial arts on their side. And the next thing you know, they're just kicking people's ass. So uh, just a cool dynamic. And the stories um, are really, really emotional, too. Yeah, but there's one, a good job. There's one part that I want you to talk about because <laughs> um, it is my favorite thing to hear from you about this show oh, that you man absolutely hate and this was season two i think season end of season two end of season yes. two so end of season two so so please explain us the the part that you hate of cobra kai the most okay so if you've watched cobra kai much like a lot of things i want to say in a fantasy realm not necessarily this is like a fantasy element but you do have to suspend your disbelief somewhat you really do like and some things and i was not having to do that in cobra kai i a lot of the fight scenes are a little outrageous during the show and i i think that would be my only complaint from the show mm-hmm. is that the fight scenes can be a little bit just just outrageous like laws are being broken and everything anyways but the main thing i'll circle back to is the end of the season and there's a gigantic fight in a school okay now we're talking like a high school like you can't walk into high schools in this country anymore like without being like going through security metal detectors all this crap there's security everywhere and we're finally seeing the showdown between cobra kai and miyagi do it's all come to a head and this gigantic brawl breaks out in school and I'm not talking just like fist of cuffs breaking out like in high school when I was in high school. This is a straight up karate like movie matrix fight throughout this entire school. 
and there is not one single iota of of a teacher or an adult or a cop like this fight scene goes on for like 25 minutes and they're like flipping over you know lockers they're doing all this there's one-on-one battles throughout the entire school adults are literally just standing there no cops are called like if this is occurring in a real life all of these kids are maced on the ground and like in handcuffs like a kid almost dies at the end of the fight. Like, right. You know, a kid ends up going to jail on the end. Like, you know, like, but it was just so outrageous that it was just like, it almost made me stop watching the show. It left me on like a, I don't know if I can suspend my disbelief if they do that again. Yeah. And I think they kind of caught a little flack for it. And I haven't seen that really since yep. that badly since then. Although you could say that that fight in the um, LaRusso household is also ridiculous. Yeah, but. the 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 movie theater thing is kind of gets up. Well, it's more of an outdoor theater when that starts. Well, there's like, just like no consequences, I think, is my, <laughs> my thing. It's like there's just no consequences of these people. Like, I want to live in this town. Like, this LaRusso and like the, they're, they're literally terrorizing a town. Yeah, and like nothing is being done about it, and I was just like, I was, it, I don't like, ha- I don't mind suspending my disbelief because I watch wrestling, right? So I can suspend my disbelief. Believe me, I've been doing it for a long time, but it's just, it was really hard in that situation. Yep, I was like, whew. like I love the show. Why are you doing this to me right now? Yeah, was that moment where I was just like, why? Yep, like why? Yep. Yeah, I don't want to get too heavy into spoilers and talk about characters like directly, but probably my biggest dislike of this show was uh, the the latest season um, during the recent tournament where one of the characters like um, gets injured and literally they play this sound that makes it sound like their skeletal body has been like snapped in half. Right. And you're like, well, this person's done. And they come back in the (laughs) next, which I think is a homage to like when they tried to break Daniel LaRusso's leg and like karate kid one, but it's not even a contact thing. Right. But it's this most horrific sound. Right. And you're like, well, this kid's screwed. And then it's the next episode and they're like, oh, you pulled a muscle. And it's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure pulled uh, muscles don't sound muscle. like that. Yeah, you're fine. You could go if you really want to <laughs> go fight again. Like, oh, okay. I thought I when that happened, I was fully expecting them the next scene to be him not to be able to use his legs again. Yeah. Like in a wheelchair. Like, yeah. The initial thing, like I didn't think too much about the whole crack and everything because i was like oh my god he's paralyzed that yeah. was like them saying like now miguel's gonna be paralyzed he can't walk no no he just you know, pulled a muscle you're fine yeah i pulled a lot of muscles i don't remember ever it cracking like my femur <laughs> so like i don't you know like i just it was funny yeah yeah totally crazy uh but it's such a good show and it's just amazing how it went from a YouTube red show that Netflix was like smart enough to pick it up because yeah. it did not get the type of viewership that it got on YouTube. So it's very lucky nope. that uh, someone at Netflix is like, we got to grab this because now it's one of their most popular shows. Um, there is a fifth season that will be coming out at the end of the year. It's already filmed, yep. already completed. And uh, I am definitely looking forward to it. 
Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was a show that I, I sit down and I binge. I don't binge many shows. I watch the entire fourth season in one sitting. Yep. Uh, it's it's that easy to watch, especially if you're a Karate Kid fan. So absolutely, um, absolutely. I wanted to, I wanted to talk about something. I wanted to kind of get your your feedback on this, and it's it's another thing that I don't kind of know what they're doing, and I want to see what you have to think about this. It's uh, it has to do with how they show you know daniel russo and the karate kid he's the good guy yep i feel like in this one they've made his daughter a villain and i think she's setting up for a serious heel turn yep uh i really hope that happens because i i've never seen a show where like i i feel like i don't know how i'm supposed to feel about her yeah. she's the only character i have a list I can't tell you like I I don't know. She's the one that I'm like I don't know if I like her, do I not like her? Is she a good character? Is she bad? Do I care? You know. Uh so I wanted to know your thoughts on how they present Sam. What with Sam is interesting, right? Because when she starts the show, she could care less about martial arts, right? Um, you know, her dad does it, this Cobra Kai thing kind of comes in, eventually she gets back into doing martial arts. Um, and she's very like nonchalant about it. Just whatever. Dad wants me to do this tournament. He's always wanted me to do this. Okay, fine, whatever. Right. Um, second season happens, and you know she she basically gets like attacked um, yeah. to the extreme, right? Because it, it, at the end of the day, it comes to uh, you know he's my boyfriend, not your boyfriend, right? Like that kind of thing gets into it. He loves me, loves me not kind of happens. And all holy hell, as you spoke of breaks loose in the school. Um, and, you know, essentially Sam almost gets, you know, Chun-Li spiked bracelet in the face, um, face which, yeah. which thankfully doesn't happen. And that that's kind of the, you know, spoilers. That was the big lead up to season two, that something terrible was going to happen to her. And it ends up really being Miguel who Miguel. Um, gets extremely injured and put in a coma. Um, so, you know, season three, the whole, uh, span of season three, Sam is afraid. Um, she can't even really fight, right? She doesn't believe in herself. She's scared to death to even like see this girl. Um, and by the end of that season, like she, obviously they have the the confrontation in the house and she gets over her fears. Right. Um, but now season four, it's an interesting character development because some people can get over their fears of things or over what people have done to them. Right. And they just accept it and they move on. The dynamic with Sam is I'm not afraid of you anymore. You did me wrong. And I am absolutely going to make you burn for everything you've done. Even if my entire family doesn't agree with me and uh, you started dirty. So I'm going to finish dirty basically. So I, mm -hmm. I think you're right. I, I think um, season five is really going to kind of uh, put her in, at least from the, the kids or the teens view, right. As like yeah. the, the top heel. Yeah, because that's what I liked about this this fourth season, and I, I don't want to talk too much because I don't want to spoil it. Yep. But Eli has an awesome redemption story, which is very cool. Yep. Um, so I they did that with him in this season, so hopefully we see some sort of something for with Sam because 
I cheer at when at the end when I'm probably not supposed to. So yep. I'll leave it at that. Yep. Um, so I have a couple more questions for you. It's just kind of hot comments I'm just going to throw at you. Okay? Cool. Yep. Favorite character, go. Johnny Lawrence. The Least favorite character. Least favorite character. I, I got to go with Sam. Okay. Now let's go back. Why Johnny? For your favorite, I wanted to know your least favorite too. So for for Johnny Lawrence, um, you know, I always saw him as this terrible kid in the original movies, and then um, again, they go into his backstory of how he was raised. You know, what losing the tournament like meant to him, what his sensei betraying him did to him, and the guy just uh, lives a simple life, right? Where he kind of could have kind of fallen in line and got money from his dad and did, you know, whatever he wanted, but he decided not to. Um, and he really doesn't have a great life per se, but he makes yeah. it work, right? Like mm-hmm. he likes his slim gyms. He likes his cheap ass beer. He likes his, Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I let's knew that. Knock, I knew that would get a kick out of you. Let's, let's not. Let's not knock Coors bottles. Okay? <laughs> I don't want to fight you. <laughs> That's what season five is about. It is. Um, Ecos and Mike throw down over some Coors. There you go. In a school. Yeah. That serves in alcohol. And it serves alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, you know, just seeing his back history because it it, it goes to show, um, just for real life lessons, right? Like. Um, you don't know what a person is until you've kind of dive into them a little bit more and realize like, you know, they are what they are because of X, Y, Z. Um, and some people get over that and some people don't. Right. And, um, as the seasons progress, like, you know, Johnny goes from, uh, just kind of this loser, right. To somebody that, uh, is actually having a positive influence on a lot of people's lives. Even if it's the Cobra Kai style that everyone's like, yep. that's terrible. Uh, now it's Eagle thing, of course, but, um, I love that. Um, I said, Sam, but now that I think about it, um, what is, uh, LaRusso's son name named? Oh yeah. Um, I forget. He's a little, He's a little shit. bastard, though. Yeah, and um, I he gets his at the end of this season, but I think that's going to continue to accelerate. Um, he's been in pretty much every season anyways, uh, just a short one-liners, but now he has an active role in this. And again, it just kind of focuses more on uh, some of the LaRussos uh, are just an- not Anthony good people. LaRusso. Anthony, yes. Anthony needs his ass kicked. Um, so he's my yep. least favorite character, especially in this one, because... Um, if there's anyone who deserved their ass kicked even before he started being a jerk, it was this kid. Uh, yeah. and, and now it's just quadrupled. Uh, I mean, I'm going to piggyback off of what you said. My favorite character uh, is a well, first of all, it's Johnny Lawrence. Yeah. His story is amazing. Yep. Um, William Zabka, fantastic actor. Yep. Deserves huge praise for. Uh, taking this character that we knew as a punk little kid back in 1984 and turned him into a well-rounded character that we can really get hooked into as a, as a fan. So, yep. uh, I can't say, you know, good you know, enough, good things. Uh, my second favorite character, uh, I think is Dimitri. Oh yeah. 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 He's a good I love character. Him. I was so very happy that he got to the, I think he, he goes far in this little turn. He almost here. makes the finals. Very, yeah. Yeah. Almost makes the finals. I was very happy to, to see that. Yep. Uh, plus his last name is Alexopolis. So I mean, <laughs> yep. We got that yep. going for us. There you go. Awesome. There you go. Uh, 
least favorite character. I, I this is why I, I asked that question is because I, I think I would put Sam and Amanda, his wife. I I don't like her. She has a little bit of redeeming qualities in this last season. She I'm does not spoil that, yeah. but I really think that she is a fire starter, and a lot of the drama starts because of her and her inability to, I don't know, handle emotions or handle what was going on. Uh, and a lot of that falls on Daniel LaRusso too. I really, I like Danny. Daniel Russo, but if I had to say, they're my least favorite. I'm not joining Miyagi Do, because that's going to be my Fair next enough. question. Yep. No, I would not. If you're jo- joining one of these, Miyagi Do, Cobra Kai, Eagle Fang, Karate. Ooh, man, that's a tough one. Well, Miyagi Do is a total no, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, if it was Mr. Miyagi, different story. Yes. But if the current incan- version of it, no, 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 no. Um, God, uh, I really like Terry Silver as a character, even though he's a son of a bitch. Um, I know, it's such a good job. Yeah, um, to train under him and, and kind of, you know, strike, really strike first, right? Um, would be kind of interesting. But the fact that I like Johnny Lawrence's character, Johnny Lawrence, basically, um, I got to say Eagle Fang. Because okay. it's back to basics. <laughs> Absolutely. I agree with you. Uh, I would definitely join Eagle Fang Karate if I had to join one of the three. Um, I don't, we didn't really talk about it too much, but I do want to say how awesome Terry Silver is in season four. Absolutely. Absolutely reprises his role. Fantastic. And, and can we talk about how Ralph Maggio has not aged? Yes. He looks amazing. Terry yeah, Silver is five years younger than him. Yes. Or the, ac- the actor that plays Terry Silver's five years. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's crazy. Uh, I, saw, yeah, I saw that because um, I forgot. I think I was watching an interview with, you know, um, the guy who plays Terry Silver. And it was, uh, yeah, he was talking about that. He's like, I'm actually younger than yeah. Ralph Macchio. And that blew my mind because he's supposed to be like a Vietnam veteran in the first movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's like. Yep. So you know, crazy. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. So crazy. <laughs> Righty. Uh, then, uh, I mean, do, do you want to touch on anything else on Cobra Kai here before we start wrapping her up, Michael? I think that's good. I mean, we've, we've touched pretty much everything. Like I said, I don't want to hit too many spoilers because yeah, season four spoiler. just came yeah. out. If you haven't watched it, check it out. Um, I think something that I really want to do is I really want to watch the original three Karate Kid movies again straight through. Yes. For sure. I recently bought them all on Apple or Apple Movies or whatever. I purchased them all for like twenty bucks. I got all three of them, so I'm definitely gonna sit down one of these days and, and dive into them. And I think I'm gonna, once I'm finished, I really want to dive into uh, Cobra Kai and yep. kind of get all of the loose ends because I don't know the third one as well as I should, and that plays a huge factor, obviously, into this new season. So yeah. Um, last thing before we go, Mike, one thing, if you, uh, your favorite moment so far in the entire show, if you can give me one moment that stuck out, you're like, this is the show. Like, I like this show. I think it's Cobra Kai winning at the, uh, end of season one, honestly, right? Like Johnny gets his, uh, redemption, right? He, his pupil gets the win and, uh, you know, 
even though he that's what he wanted right like that was his goal like get cobra kai back on top right he does see that um there is some issues to the cobra kai style and that mm-hmm. it can kind of turn you into an asshole if you're not careful yeah. um so that's one of my favorite moments because it's really johnny lord's having that epiphany like oh oh like this is how this stuff this is this cycle that keeps going. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. What about you? The school honestly, fight. The school fight <laughs> is definitely up there. Number one. Uh, <laughs> honestly, I think it might be this fourth season, the addition of Terry Silver. Yeah. It, I think yeah. he brought something to the show that was much needed. Yep. Uh, and not that, uh, you know, Crease wasn't a good enough bad guy. It's just he's even starting to show signs of. Yeah being remorse. a little bit of a good guy yeah. a little remorse so yep. we finally have our bad guy who's just a straight up psychopath yep uh and i'm just i'm so excited um for the fifth season they already filmed it hopefully it's coming out sometime soon yep december yes we got a while right, to go you know, something to look forward to yep yep got a while to go but we at Heck least yeah. know it's filmed it won't be delayed so yes absolutely we should have a good no year. No more school I think, fights. Yeah, no more school fights. I think we even get our next season of Stranger Things this year. Or so. Ooh, yeah, we have a lot of good content, a lot be, of good things to talk about. It'd be a good Netflix year for sure. Heck yeah, man. Excellent. Well, perfect, man. Well, why don't we take it home? This has been a great episode. Absolutely. Um, I think everything from the stream perspective worked well. Things seem to be functioning, so we'll have to watch it back. But uh, we are planning right now uh, to do like an episode a month in terms of streaming and podcasting. So um, we can kind of get on a regular kick. And then as schedules get uh, a little bit better on things, we'll probably do them more reoccurring throughout the month. But we figure start with at least one a month yeah. a- and we can get them out. So um, in the meantime, we may be doing just some small streams to test stuff out or yeah. uh, some quick hits just to kind of see how things are going. And uh, if you're listening to the audio version of this and you want to check us out on the live stream, you can do so by going to twitch.tv slash unleaded logic. We also moved our uh, web server for the podcast. So it used to be unleadedlogic.com slash podcast. We've got our own domain. It's HTTPS colon slash slash slpodcast.online. No dot com or anything like that. Uh, Literally, if you open a browser and type in slpodcast.online, period, online, it'll take you right to our website where you can subscribe. Of course, you can also see us on any podcast, FeedBurner, um, Apple iTunes, Spotify, all that good stuff. We're available on there. And uh, leave us some feedback. See what you uh, think about. uh, Let us know what you think about the, the live stream format and uh, what you think about the content uh nikos and i will be putting together stuff for our next episode soon and uh just reviewing on how things went period so if you got some yes. ideas stuff you'd like to see on the audio version or the live stream let us know we'll make it happen nikos anything Absolutely. else before we close it up no man uh thank you for making this possible i really appreciate it you do so much hard work uh behind the scenes that uh, you don't get credit for. I appreciate it. Thank all you all the time. So I really appreciate <laughs> you setting all this up and I'm um, excited to bring our, you know, our fans and anybody who's listening to this, some good content. You know, I think we have some good banter and we have some good ideas. So, yep. We're looking Listen at adding guests and some other stuff too. So it's going to be <laughs> yeah, cool. Absolutely. Going to be cool for sure. <laughs> Full force ahead. Yep. Absolutely. 
All right, guys. Well, once again, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Until next time, I'm Mike. This is Nikos. See you later. Bye.